Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, what's going on, man? Nothing, man. Wildcard weekend is upon us. Uh, it should be a lot of fun to see what is about to happen. We talked about it all year, but now we're in the, I would say, the best single elimination tournament that you can find. Uh, should be a lot of fun to see what happens. No doubt. Uh, we are going to go through these games, uh, preview the games, what we're looking forward to seeing. Should be an awesome weekend of football. Looking forward to it. Um, uh, man, there's uh, there's storylines that are rich. I don't know that I can ever remember a year where in this uh, opening round of the playoffs, there were so many crazy storylines uh, connecting these teams and in these matchups. So uh, we will jump into those all uh, individually as we go through the games. I did just want to point out one thing here, and then uh, we can get rolling. But the offseason story, and, and we've mentioned it, it's going to be uh, the Bears with the first overall pick, uh, having Justin mm-hmm. Fields there, what that decision looks like for them, what direction do they decide to go. Um, I just wanted to provide a little context, and then we kind of talk about it briefly, and then we can move on. But I had said, and I had tweeted out, uh, or no, actually it was a video, and then, a bear, man, Bears mm-hmm. fans lost their minds. But I just talked about the financial advantages of resetting the clock and uh, and they were hot hot and bothered about that and upset and said, no, it's not that much difference, blah, 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 blah. Don't make a decision for financial reasons, which wasn't, wasn't really my point. Uh, my point was that's part of the calculus. If you have, you always should be on the hunt for a great quarterback. And, you know, everybody can, you can agree to disagree on where Justin is at this point in time, but I think it, it kind of speaks for itself somewhat that he's gotten better. He's become a good quarterback, one of the 32 best in the league, and I think he'll have an opportunity to start somewhere. But here are the numbers on the salary side of it, which, again, you would use that savings to supplement the rest of your roster. Um, and I had I reached out to an agency and had them pull the numbers so they could be accurate here. And this was the, the comparison. I said, let's assume he got the Daniel Jones contract, Justin did. Which you would get, you know, going into your final year, you never want to go into the last year of your deal. Um, and then uh, let's forecast what those numbers would be if they were just the Daniel Jones deal, compared to 
what the projected cost of the first overall pick next year would be. And the numbers look like this, Buck. And 24 just doesn't cost you that much. Six million. Uh, mm-hmm. a little, I mean, I've got the down to the dollar figure on here, but a little over six million. Then let's say he did the three-year Daniel Jones deal, right? That would be, so that's 40 million each of 25, 26, and 27 for a total cash output of 126 million from 24 mm. to 27. 126, so remember that. If you look at the projection of what the first overall pick will be next year, 6.9 million in 24, 8.7 in 25, 10.4 in 26, 12.1, and again, I have this down to the dollar in 27. Total cash, 38 million, uh, 336, 865. So you're talking about a difference of 126 million versus 38 million. It's significant. That's all. That's the point that I was trying to make. It is a significant savings if you reset the clock. So I just want to put some numbers to that to kind of uh, clarify that for people that uh, you know say we didn't do our homework or I, say I didn't do my homework on that. Well, look, it's a significant savings at the quarterback position if you have a young uh, guy on a rookie deal. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers have shown us how impactful it can be when you have guys on rookie contracts. Jared York talked about without Brock Purdy being on his rookie deal, they probably wouldn't have been able to sign guys like Javon Hargrave and some of the other free agents that they've been able to bring in. And um, the Bears situation is interesting because a lot of people have painted it as an all, uh, an either-or situation. Yeah. It's either uh, keep Justin Fields and bypass Caleb Williams, potentially, or mm-hmm. get rid of Justin Fields and take on Caleb Williams. We had a discussion before the pod kicked off on it's not imminent that you have to get rid of Justin Fields right now. You read off the numbers that is $6 million for him in 2024. Mm-hmm. That is kind of like reasonable money for a backup quarterback. Regardless of whether you bring in Caleb Williams or not, like you're going to need a backup quarterback. You would have an opportunity if you elected to keep Justin Fields based on not getting a trade offer that kind of wows you. Let's say you're holding out on a second round pick, but the only thing that comes are like fourth and fifths. At that point, you keep Justin Fields, you bring in the quarterback. We'll just say Caleb, we'll use Caleb Williams as a name. Yeah. You bring yeah. in the quarterback, you now have an opportunity to slowly integrate the quarterback into the mix. And when he's ready to take it over and it's clear and apparent that he's better than just, you hand him the ball and then yeah. you go forward. And then in 2025, Justin Fields is not on your roster. So, Look, I, I know people don't like to hear that, but we talk about collectively the two of them at $6 million and then whatever his first year deal. It won't even be a fraction of what a starting quarterback is. Yeah, and so there, yeah. are options, there are options that are available to Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears, and they should, be able, they should explore every avenue when it comes to building the team out. Yeah, he would be at $6,4712 million. Uh, $4, Whereas the first overall pick would be at six million nine hundred and seventy-two thousand one hundred and seventy-three. So, so you're talking about yeah, two yeah, thirteen, yeah, if you, if you, <laughs> six point nine. So you're talking about thirteen million bucks. So it's not. I, I don't think it's crazy. Now you got the locker room to factor in there, who's very, very much behind Justin. Hey, if if you draft Caleb Williams and all of a sudden Justin Fields becomes Superman and took his game to a whole nother level, that's a good problem to have. Um, the goal was to get great quarterback play at the end of the day. That is the goal to get great quarterback play. And DJ, um, it dates us a little bit, but I just go back to uh, the Chargers, then the San Diego Chargers, having Drew Brees in place, who was yep. a top of the 
Look, he, he was a top second of the second round, round pick. pick. They yeah. draft Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is in the building. Drew Brees plays and plays at a Pro Bowl level. <laughs> so they have to bring him back for another yeah. year. And then after that second year, uh, they they handed over to Philip. He got Rivers. hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. He got hurt at the end in, in the playoff game, but he did it. But bringing Philip Rivers kind of prompted Drew Brees to take his game up a notch. If mm-hmm. you're the team, your job is to we need the best performance that we can get out of the quarterback position, regardless of who it is. Like, yeah. and and that's the goal. And so if we and we always talk about it, and everyone always talks about quarterback is the most important position. Well, I would think that you would throw resources at the most important position because it typically determines who wins or loses games in the National Football League. So make sure that you have your bases covered. And so rather than rush into it and make a decision now, look, man, I think you wait. You have time on your side. If you're the Chicago Bears, um, just see. And if you get an offer that wows you, yeah, you move on and make it easy. But if you don't, mm-hmm. I'm just saying if you don't, don't get an offer. Away. Don't give them away. Just don't give them away. You just hold on to them because you talked about having two quarterbacks, two young quarterbacks at a value of $13 million. It's not enough to make it, make you move the needle. No, it's going to be an interesting, man. Again, we'll have plenty of time to get into all this uh, as we get into the spring, but big decisions awaiting uh, Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears. Um, all right, let's jump into some of these games here. Let's rip through them. Uh, Browns, Texans, it's a rematch. C.J. Stroud did not play in the first meeting. Uh, the Browns got after him. Joe Flacco threw for a zillion yards. Uh, Houston struggled offensively. Um, uh, that was Cooper had 265 yards in that game. So uh, those are some of the factors uh, to start off with here. Joe Flacco's 5-0 in wildcard games, by the way, going up against a rookie in C.J. Stroud, who, for all intents and purposes, won his first playoff game last week. Yeah, he, he, look, he, he he's fantastic. But now, DJ, when you start getting into the postseason, everything happens faster. And for C.J. Stroud, who really has a, a client – Look, he's acclimated to what we call regular season ball. The playoffs are a different animal. Not saying that he can't handle it, but it's a different animal. It'll be faster. It'll take some time for the Texans to adjust to that speed and those things. And I'm going to be honest with you. He's playing a defense that is nightmarish to face. The one thing that the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns are able to do is they can rush the passer and they can play sticky man-to-man. Um, I remember looking at the stats and they talked about no other team played as much man-to-man as the Cleveland Browns. They were playing man-to-man on over 50% of their snaps. And they were bringing five-man pressures on a bunch of those. DJ having to deal with pressure plus challenging guys to win and create separation and get tight man-to-man, a lot of things have to go right. It's a tough matchup for the Houston Texans because the Browns are talented. Uh, they have a great defense. And on offense, they have a red-hot quarterback who doesn't mind pushing the ball down the field. So they're going to test them in a bunch of different ways. So this was brought up to me uh, by a defensive coach yesterday when we were talking about this game and what we thought would happen and he said go pull up if you get a chance go back and watch Stroud who's been awesome he said Stroud he he has torn up team zone teams torn them up uh, he's been mm-hmm. phenomenal how quick he processes accurate bam ball gone but I'm just pulled it up right now he goes go back and look up the Jets game who played man to man and locked them up uh, and they lost 30 to 6 in that game. Stroud was 10 of 23 for 91 yards and got sacked four times. Um, that's that's the Browns' blueprint. Now, can they do it? You know, is that what they end up doing here? Um, we'll see. But I mean, I think that is the blueprint to keep an eye on. That would be the one concern there if I'm Houston, who played great last week. Look, that's the concern. And, and when you get ready for the playoffs, man, you look at every tape, 
and you're looking to see what's the kryptonite for all of these teams, all of these quarterbacks. And if you're telling me that performance was one that stood out uh, of all the performances that he had this year, particularly when he had an outstanding year, you want to replicate some of those things to see if he's handled it. And if he hasn't, he's going to get a steady dose of it. Um, the Browns not only can copy that blueprint, but they have the players that can execute the blueprint. And so it's going to be a challenge. If C.J. Stroud is able to navigate this team and play at a higher level, then I think we deserve to throw those flowers at him as a superstar at the position. Real quick, uh, if you're the Ravens sitting back, who would you rather play between those two? Uh, the Texans. I don't want to play the Browns. Yeah. I don't want to yeah, play the Browns for a few different reasons. One, the familiarity because it's a division rival. They've already played twice, and Cleveland has a win against him. Mm-hmm. Two, and I want to say this, but like, the Joe Flacco factor. <laughs> Joe, like the, the only thing that I would say about Joe Flacco being able to go back to Baltimore is when you're the Baltimore Ravens and you're playing, you're playing against an experienced playoff quarterback. Joe Flacco heading into wildcard weekend is 10 and 5 in the postseason. He has 25 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. He has won a Super Bowl with a remarkable run where he had 11 touchdowns and only one interception. Joe Flacco is old, but Joe Flacco has done it. And there is something about like these veterans that every now and then, DJ, for one day, they can turn back the clock. I would hate to see him turn back the clock at the bank. <laughs> if I'm mm-hmm. the Baltimore Ravens, yeah, give me the young guy. Let's come after him. And also, I'm going to say, I think the Cleveland Browns have more talent than the Houston Texans could present to the Baltimore Ravens. That's why it makes it a tougher matchup. Yeah, no, it's interesting there. I- I'm with you on that. Uh, Dolphins, Chiefs, dude, it's going to be below zero. I mean, mm. I want to give Miami a chance in this thing that they get their offensive guys back healthy. The defense only gave up 14 on defense last week to Buffalo, even though Buffalo moved the ball up and down the field. And like, okay, they, maybe they get some turnovers. Uh, that speed on, even though it's cold, that speed will play. But this is buckets below zero. I, I, I have a hard time seeing how Miami is going to function in that. Uh, DJ, it's not a lot of fun. Um, cold weather game. You, what's the coldest fun. you've played in, by the way? Not not zero. I think we played, it was like 20-something in New England on Championship Sunday. And I'm going to tell you, DJ, like all these guys that talk about, because I've heard Christine Wilkins talk about, oh, I said no sleeves day or whatever. Oh, DJ, no, no, no. take me as someone who who did that silliness, who was like, oh, we're going to go out there, we're going to show them how tough we are. DJ, I spent the entire first half distracted. The only thing that I wanted to do <laughs> is I wanted to be by, I wanted to be on the hot bench. And I wanted yeah. to be by the blower, the fan that blows yeah. the, the hot air. And without having sleeves, the only thing I could think about when running on the field is, I can't wait to get back on the sideline and put on the coat. <laughs> like that's, that's the only thing I can think about. So for all those Dolphins guys who say, oh, it doesn't matter, it does matter. And, man, the ball's colder. The hits feel a little different. It's not a lot of fun playing in cold-weather games. And so if the Dolphins are able to get this done in spite of the conditions, pass off to them because Mike McDaniel will have really prepared his team to play at a high level. Yeah, I know. I Man, that's going to be a rough one. Um, again, Kansas City, they uh, defensively have been outstanding. Offensively, I think they're going to come out and just try to run the ball, uh, which is weird to say about them, but that's uh, that's the case. The stat that I had on them, by the way, uh, this week, I don't know if you saw it in the packet. I was going through the games. This one was crazy to me. Uh, Mahomes, touchdowns of 20-plus air yards from 18 to 21 with Tyreek, right? Mm-hmm. 44. 44 touchdowns from 18 to 21. In 22 and 23, two. 
Is that crazy? Yeah. That that blew my mind. He's got two touchdowns of twenty plus air yards in the last two years. Well, I think I think what it what it shows you, and I, I'll admit, even I and you weren't even I underestimated because I tried to give it a rationale of how maybe Andy Reid would view uh, Tyreek Hill, and didn't give enough credit to the player that Tyreek Hill is. Um, Andy Reid, for for context, Andy Reid comes from Green Bay, where in Green Bay they always believed. It's the quarterback, Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, and the system that makes the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And if you're Andy Reid, you had a lot of success with Brett Favre and those guys. You go to Philadelphia, you have success with Donovan McNabb and the system. Donovan McNabb, a French Hall of Fame player. You have success. You go to Kansas City, you're having that success with Pat Mahomes. You may overlook the value of Tyreek Hill based on those previous successes. What those stats that you bring up Tell me, you basically have played in the NBA and now you've removed a three-point shot. So yeah. now you don't have the three-point shot. So now everything is tight and clogged up in the paint. And so you can't generate the kind of the points because everyone is in the way. For Pat Mahomes, the reason why this offense can't score, because, man, they're playing half-court basketball. And Tyreek Hill not only generated big plays for himself, but the threat of Tyreek Hill forced the safety to lean his way so now other guys could get loose. They don't have anybody in the passing game that scares you, DJ. And so you just keep tightening the screws, just tightening the screws on this offense, and it won't change until they get not only a rookie playmaker, an established big play threat that you have to worry about. That's the biggest issue when it comes to this offense. No doubt. Um, All right, Steelers, Bills, uh, and we can go through here quick because I got us behind the clock here. But Steelers, Bills, nobody's given Pittsburgh a chance here. And mm-hmm. I'm a little bit cautious. I get a little bit nervous when everybody says this is going to be a blowout. And again, it's going to be butt cold in Buffalo for this one. But since the Steelers put Broderick Jones into the lineup and have kind of said we're going to be a run team with these two backs, I think they have a fighting chance in this thing if they can shorten the game, run the ball, and if they can take the ball away, which Buffalo has been prone to do, not only Josh Allen, you know, throwing some interceptions mm-hmm. and, and having a fumble here or there, but James Cook is as awesome as he's been. He will put the ball on the ground. So if I'm if I'm Pittsburgh, that's my formula. I got to get a couple takeaways. It's got to go your way a little bit. Get some takeaways, and then we got to run the ball and shrink the game. Uh, DJ, so I say I think over the last two weeks, Buffalo. I mean, Pittsburgh has run the ball over ninety times. Uh, wow. I think their recipe and their formula is they have to run the football like that with Najee Harris and Warren. They have to make sure that they shrink the game and not give Josh Allen multiple opportunities to score. Uh, the Josh Allen experience is one that can take you on a bit of a roller coaster ride, but this dude is so good that he can overcome whatever mistakes that he makes. We saw yeah. last week, I would say that that would probably rate as a C-plus game for Josh Allen based on the amount of turnovers. But in that quick, he turned the game around being able to make plays. Man, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you got to just find a way to kind of not make him a factor, man, entice them to run the football, uh, stay deep, make, make them run it and give it to James Cook. But you don't want this to become a track meet because you just don't have the firepower offensively to keep up in a track meet. This has to be a low scoring game. And so you got to kind of, you know, drain the clock, make it short, mm-hmm. short and sweet for them. No doubt. Uh, Packers, Cowboys, that's Sunday, 430. What, uh, what do you think on this one? Mm, mm-mm. 
what I think is there's so much pressure on the Dallas Cowboys going in. Like, I know, man. Like when you Especially just on Dak. Like Dak has more pressure on him than anybody this weekend. I mean, just has so much pressure on him because the expectations of the Cowboys. Like there's a way where Cowboys Nation just sees a clear path to the NFC Championship game and the Niners. And the Packers are a challenging team to deal with because, DJ, we always talk about like there's nothing to lose, but they legitimately – have nothing to lose. No. Like Matt LaFleur, for the first time in the postseason, he could throw caution to the wind because before they were the favorites, right? And so you get conservative and tight. Man, this is one where he can just let it rip. Hey, man, Jordan Love, we're going to push the envelope. We're going to go for it. We're going to be aggressive and those things. And I think for the Cowboys, that can be a nightmare. That's it. Playing the Dallas Cowboys at home is a tall task. They've won 16 no, in a row at home. There. Yeah. When they play... In, in, in Jerry World, they get after you, and they not only get after you, they blow you out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they it's like a 22-point differential uh, in terms of points scored and points allowed when they're at home. Uh, I think the Green Bay Packers will make it very, very competitive for a half, but the better team will end up winning. The Dallas Cowboys will advance, but to be tighter than Cowboy fans want it early in the game. Yeah, I think CeeDee Lamb, I think he's going to get loose here in this one. Uh, move him around inside, outside, getting him on the move, um, and – Dallas, uh, we'll keep rolling here at home. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We've got two more games to get to, including our MTS game of the week, uh, which is a uh, a return, a little homecoming for Matthew Stafford uh, heading back to Detroit. We'll get to those last two games right after this. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms, and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally. But Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude, today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could. Maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like, that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Cre- Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. It's time for the MCS Game of the Week, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, it's the Rams at the Lions. The spread is minus three, favoring the Lions. Over, under is 51 and a half. DJ, when we're talking about picking games, you can't pick a better one than this. Just all the storylines. This is like a real-life soap opera that's going to play out in, in, in real time. Jerry Goff taking on uh, his former team, the Rams. Matthew Stafford taking on his former team, the Detroit Lions. Uh, you have the bitter part of it where Jerry Goff is certainly disappointed and mad at his former coach, Sean McVay. You have the joyous part of it, Matthew Stafford coming home for a reunion. You have two really good offenses, uh, intriguing defenses going. Uh, this is really an exciting matchup, man. I, whew, It's going to be a tough one to call. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think this is a track meet. I really do. I think this game's in the 30s. Uh, I could see it being a, a, a big-time fun shootout-type game. Matthew Stafford's got weapons, Buck. Um, he's got experience. He's uh, he's got an elite play caller. And you can flip it over to the other side. Jared Goff's got you know that postseason experience as well. He's got some firepower on his side. So to me, I look at it and go, okay, if it's a high-scoring game, then it comes down to you know late drives and who has the ball, who can make those plays late in ball games. Mm. I just it's hard for me not to lean towards Stafford. Um, and McVeigh, that combination, and I think it's a close game late. I think that tips towards their side a little bit. I feel you on that. Like, I mean, there've been years where I've talked about Matthew Stafford being an MVP just because of his late game comeback prowess. I mean, he is a master of orchestrating the fourth quarter comeback. I mean, you just look at his history, DJ. He's one of the best that's ever done it. Uh, you think about the Rams and the amount of confidence that they're gonna have because in these games it comes down to the quarterback, right? The Rams are going to look on the other side, and some of those guys, not all of them, but Aaron Donald certainly knows Jerry Goff and the difference in talent between Jerry Goff and Matthew Stafford. Like That's going to give him a level of confidence. The thing that can tilt the game in the Detroit Lions' favor, they have the better offensive line. And that offensive line can dominate at times. We've seen it might be the best offensive line in football. They have two backs that are at nearly 1,000 rushing yards, and David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Don't talk about that enough. They can control the game running the football. Amara St. Brown is a monster being able to go over the middle of the field. And when they're running the ball successfully, Jerry Goff is one of the best quarterbacks in football. Uh, We'll know very early if the Lions are able to control the trenches, it goes in their favor. Uh, The game comes down to that. You talk about the three-point game. I see it as a three-point game. But the Lions offensive line, in my mind, is the deciding factor. That's why I'm going to go with the Lions in this one. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I. Maybe it's just this one game I can't get out of my head, but I just think of the 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 uh, Rams going into Baltimore and playing against that defense and oh, that team. So good. Putting up such 30, a good game. Thir- put up thirty plus on them. Every throw was tight window, like just ridiculous uh, by Stafford. And then I think back to Detroit going into Baltimore and, and getting, getting their run. teeth kicked in. Yeah, getting run ran out of the, the stadium. And I don't that's, know why, man. That's it's arbitrary. I'm taking one data point. No, but it's it's, it's, it's not that. I can't get that out of my head. 
with DJ, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like when I went back and I looked at the schedule, and I know people will talk about this. When you go and you now that the season is done, and you look at the notable wins, mm-hmm. the Lions' notable win is the opener against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, like that's who the, game. the Kansas City Chiefs who want what, what we thought they were, and so that's the thing. And I'm not saying because I just picked the Lions, but that's something to think about. Um, they don't have a signature win over a team that we would deem to be better than them. And so mm-hmm. this would be a huge task for them, given that, because we've seen the Rams knock people off. And if they get this thing humming and they're running the ball with Kyron Williams, mm-hmm. nightmare, to ma- nightmare to deal with both sides. No, no doubt. Looking forward to this ballgame. That was the MCS Game of the Week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code MCS. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code MTS. The crown is yours. All right, last game, Buck, Monday night, Eagles, Bucks. Um, golly, I, I would say this is, of all the matchups, this might be the one I'm least excited about, uh, oddly enough. It's just everything else has this like sex appeal to it, and there's these great storylines, these great matchups. This is a Bucks team that won the worst division in the NFL against an Eagles team that's on an absolute free fall collapse right now. And as uh, as we're recording this, I was reading that uh, um, earlier today that that Jalen Hurts hadn't even been able to throw a ball uh, this week, mm-hmm. coming off that finger injury that he had on a, in an offense that and a defense that have just completely collapsed. I don't know how else to say it, but uh, it's hard for me when I'm looking at this against a Todd Bowles defense who likes to dial up pressure all over the place, the way the Eagles have struggled against that. It seems weird to, from where that team was and viewed as a favorite in the NFC, you know, six weeks ago. To I can't wrap my mind around how they beat Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, DJ, it's going to be a hard one. It, it, it's, not only, it's not only a hard one just because of the way that they played, but just how far removed from their identity they are right now, offensively and defensively. Everyone knows about the defensive struggles. They tried to transition yeah. to Matt Patricia. Uh, they're having a tough time. They don't tackle well. The physicality isn't what it needs to be. Uh, there's questions about the effort, particularly that of Jordan Davis and some of the guys up front. Um, it's just bad. And then offensively, uh, Jalen Hurts has had a ton of turnovers. Uh, they're not running the football. They're not committed to run the football to the way that they were last year or even when they've had their best moments this season with DeAndre Swift. And so you wonder, can Nick Sirianni get it all together? I think this, though. Uh, I think Nick Sirianni knows his team well enough where he should understand, like, man, a one-and-done scenario right now, you just talk about how hot the seats would be in Philly. I think that might give you some perspective. Say, hey, man, let's go back to the basics. Let's run the mm-hmm. football. This team is solid, but they're not great that we're playing. Let's mm-hmm. run the football. Let's not mess it up. Let's see if they can beat us let's try and be simple enough on defense where we can play fast and do it that way i think they do that and i think they find a way to kind of sneak past the tampa bay buccaneers on monday night you know i was thinking of uh just as we we're talking about this if i'm sirianni i might go into the quarterback room with Jalen. go Jalen, how's that finger like, ah, coach you know still it doesn't doesn't feel right okay let me see all right let me give you football how does it feel when you do this when you just <laughs> it like this finger feel okay <laughs> we're fixing to ask you to carry it about 15 times in this game. DJ, to me, it's one of the things that I don't understand why they refuse to play to the strength of their team. We would talk about the strength of their team has been their offensive line and their running game. Early in the year, DeAndre Swift looked like an all-star running mm-hmm. the ball. I mean, he, w- he was a monster. 
you have Jalen Hurst, who you know, he had 15 plus touchdowns. Like he, he can run the football and everyone's talking about the mush, but he has to run the ball. DJ, this is a yeah. game. Look, man, whatever we paid him, we paid him. But now it's time yeah. to use him the way that he is best utilized. DJ, if he doesn't get eight plus runs, it's a problem in the game plan. Oh, I was going to say north of that. I mean, I'm talking 13 type runs in this game. <laughs> and this offensive line say, hey, guys, this is on you. Uh, you know, on I, you. I, th- I think it has to be that kind of game. And those eight, we're talking about design runs. I'm calling them from the sideline. Yes. Hurts, you're running. This is yeah. quarterback power, counter, whatever. And then if you get a handful of scrambles or whatever, but all hands on deck, man, this is a must-win game, obviously because it's the postseason. But you're the Philadelphia Eagles. You want to get back on track because, DJ, all it takes is one game to flip yeah. the momentum of your get season. It clicked in, yeah. It's just hard. They have given you no reason uh, over the last few weeks to buy into them. Um, I mean, lost so five, I, I picked five of the last – yeah, lost five of their last six. I mean, and the, yeah. uh, ugly losses too. Like the last loss to the Giants, just an ugly – non-competitive loss, this will have to be Nick Sirianni's best coaching job to bring this team back together. Yeah, well, they got to cover the, some good wideouts, too, in this game for Tampa, which I'd be a little oh. bit concerned about. Not only got to cover them, you got to tackle them. They're not easy to tackle once they do oh. get the ball, and that's not been a strength of the Eagles. So, uh, man, it's a, it is a loaded slate of playoff games, and we are looking forward to it. Reminder, we'll be back on Monday uh, to recap all of these games uh, as well. So, Appreciate you guys hanging with us. Uh, We'll see you next week right here on Move the Sticks. Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.